Welcome to No Challenges Remaining on day six of the 2020 French Open. I'm Ben Rothenberg. There are many surprising and unfamiliar names and faces reaching the second week of the French Open by winning third round matches today, which is Friday of the first week. On the men's side, 213th ranked qualifier Sebastian Corda, who's an American who I glowed about yesterday on the show I did with Alex Gruskin, is into the fourth round after winning against Pedro Martinez in a battle of qualifiers. Also into the fourth round is Hugo Gaston, the 20-year-old French wildcard who beat Stan Wawrinka 6-0 in the fifth. So two very surprising names there. Two of the lowest-ranked guys into the second week of a slam in 16 years, both of them. On the women's side, there are several players from outside the top 100 already into the fourth round as well, including 159th-ranked Martina Trevisan, who backed up her win over Coco Gauff in the second round with a win over Maria Sakkari today in the third round. Despite having never beaten a top 100 player in 15 tries, 0-15 before this week. And there's also Argentina's Nadia Podoroska, ranked 131st, who won her 41st match of the year today to reach the fourth round. 41 wins is a lot of wins in such an abbreviated season when many players don't have more than 20, even good players. We're going to focus this episode on Podoroska's next opponent in this round of 16 for a quarterfinal spot who's also been ranked outside the top 100 in singles, but won't be for much longer. This is Barbara Krejcikova, a 24-year-old Czech who won two Grand Slams and doubles in 2018 alongside her partner Katarina Siniakova, which helped Krejcikova to reach number one ranking in doubles. Krejcikova later won two Grand Slams in mixed doubles as well, but single success had eluded her until now. She'd never broken the top WTA top 100 despite years of trying, but she'd never give up heeding the inspirational words of her former coach, the beloved 1998 Wimbledon champion, Jana Novotna, who passed away in November 2017 at the age of only 49 after a long battle with ovarian cancer. So you're going to hear on this episode interviews with Barbara Krejcikova in two parts. First, a few questions she fielded from Courtney in her press conference today, virtual press conference from the French Open, and then a one-on-one interview I did with her after that more expressly for NCR. Barbara is a thoughtful and interesting young woman who embraces the emotions she still feels about Novotna's passing and is playing really good tennis right now. And so I hope you enjoy hearing her perspective here today. Here's Barbara. Do you feel different? You said that maybe it's mental, uh, you know, but but do you feel different playing, you know, at Roland Garros this year in singles compared to maybe in singles tournaments? Although I know you had single success coming into this as well. This is kind of all a long process for you. Uh, this year, but do do you feel different? I think for sure mentally I feel different. You know, I've been playing for so long and I've been trying to break to the top 100 for so long. (laughs) And every time I was really close, I couldn't really make it. So this time, you know, we got got the stop, we got the break and, uh, you know, I, I think I was 116 or something. And then I was like, okay, now is the time to break it. And I was again, you know, a little, nervous about it because I really I really wanted to make it and coming to this tournament I tried to change my mind with this and I was just like okay I maybe I will never make it maybe I will just maybe I'm just gonna be just a doubles player okay it's fine and I 
kind of like realize it and I was okay with that. So I just went here and I, I just, you know, I just wanted to play every single match. I love clay. I love to play in, in here, Roland Garros. You know, it was my very first tournament when I played main draw two years ago. Two years ago, we won the doubles here, my first Grand Slam. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, it's very special for me. And also I have to say that today was really special also because my former coach, Jana Novotná, that passed away, she would have a birthday today. So, so that was very emotional for me and very, very special that I, that I could win this match today. And I would like to also dedicate it to her because she would be really happy for, for my result. I remember at Wimbledon uh, when you guys had won and, and you know, it, it, this has come up quite a few times in terms of your relationship with Yana and, and what she meant to you. Yeah, I mean, the symbolism of all this happening on her birthday wasn't lost on us either. Everybody kind of, of noticed. How heavy was that on you today? Uh, or was it something that made things lighter? Or was it, um, yeah, it, as you said, it's an emotional moment. It actually made it really, really tough. Really tough. Even, you know, I'm... I spoke with one of with one of my friends, one of the former tennis players that she she know Anna well, and we were talking about it a little bit. And she's like, "Okay, you know, you you know, now is the time. She, you know, you should play for her, you know, and these things." And I'm like, "No, I cannot do this because I'm just gonna get too emotional, and it's gonna it's not gonna help me. I'm gonna be more nervous and more tight and everything. So then I just wrote like, no, I'm I'm just gonna go there. I'm just gonna try to enjoy the match and and I see what, what's gonna happen. And even if I'm gonna lose, still she, she's she's gonna be really happy and really proud. So so I went like this for the match. So the last time I think I did like a, a longer interview with you was two years ago and you were in Paris. It was right it was, I think it was right when you made the French Open final in, in doubles with, with Katarina. And since then, I just to sort of catch up, since then you've had a lot of doubles success. How has that, what was that like for you having all that doubles success starting here two years ago? Very, very special. You know, just making it, just, you know, winning my first Grand Slam, or our first Grand Slam, then, you know, winning the Wimbledon, then makes doubles. It, it's just, it was just special. It's very special, very something you are dreaming of. Was doubles ever becoming your main focus at that point? And then how was the balance between all that double success you were having and being, you know, best in the world in doubles versus still having these, these singles goals? How does that balance work for you these last few years? Well, I think I was never, you know, just focusing on doubles. Right. I've been always trying to play singles. I always wanted to be singles my priority. And yeah, but I mean, in doubles, we were there too. And it, it was just a little bit easier for me. And that was, that was nice. And then, yeah, I've been trying to, to mix the singles and doubles. And I mean, it was really difficult because I had to play the small tournaments in singles, you know, just mixing it up and then playing the big tournaments in doubles. Then, you know, some sometimes I've been playing uh, the doubles well, so I couldn't play the next week. And, you know, it was on and on like this. So it was 
difficult. Yeah. It's it's difficult to play singles and doubles, yeah. <laughs> obviously. Yeah. And especially like you said, so, when, when you're at these different levels in the rankings too, with the two. Yeah, especially the yeah, yeah especially that I could uh, I couldn't play the same tournaments in singles and doubles. So what was it? So what, what was it like for you? I guess because you had had times when like I'm looking at your activity here, you would go play like I think in 2019 Indian Wells Miami in doubles. And then you would go play, you know, Palm Harbor, Pelham, Alabama and singles and these all these smaller tournaments. What is the sort of just like the adjustment you have to make from going to these like biggest in the world, you know, kind of glamorous tournaments to then going to these smaller places to still chase other goals? You know, I was more, you know, like focusing on, you know, just going on the, out there, you know, even playing small tournaments, maybe, you know, the organization, you know, and stuff. I mean, it was... The, They've been really nice tournaments. I really like it there, but still, it's not the you know it's not the same as the WTL Grand Slam. So it's it's yeah it's difficult for for the focus and you know for for these things. But you know at the moment you know I really wanted to improve my singles ranking so I can you know so I can play the the same tournaments in singles and doubles. So that was the main motivation and that was what I was thinking of when I went for these tournaments that I wanna that I wanna improve my singles ranking and I didn't really care if I'm playing where I'm playing. It was just like, okay, you know, I have to go through this. I have to make it. I have to just, you know, find a way to to pass it. Yeah. And sooner, you know, better I'm going to play, the sooner it's going to come. So I wasn't really thinking about it in, you know, that this is some bad tournament or no. something. I was just going there and just, okay, now is the time. It's the singles you have to play and you have to do it. I mentioned those those tournaments, Palm Harbor, Pelham, and then Weisbaden in Europe and you won all three of those to go from mm -hmm. basically outside, you know, around 225 to close mm -hmm. to uh, closer to top hundred then. I mean, mm -hmm. what was the, so your motivation, your focus, even though you weren't going to play a lot of singles, when you did get the chance, you were right in it. So, yeah, I mean, was yeah. that can't be easy. I think also to have to still be able to, you know, or did or was playing singles always something that still sort of came automatically to you, even with the other focuses too. I mean, I had to, I had some, because we didn't really play well in Miami that year. So I had more time mm. to adapt to the clay. I've been really, you know, I've been really practicing for, for clay for singles because I knew, okay, now is the time I have to play the singles tournaments. So I was working more for, for my singles and, and yeah, and I, I think I, I did a good job and I was, I was ready to, to show this, this, the singles practices and to the singles level that I believe I can, I can play and yeah and and I mean at the moment I was really happy because I had such a such a good streak of the of so many bends and you know I was doing so well and yeah. then and then I got sick and then <laughs> things just got bad got bad again. Yeah. <laughs> During this time when your rankings were so different on the two. Uh, in the two areas did anyone ever try to get you to stop singles was that ever a conversation people had with you to to say this is not working and you should just do doubles where you're you're one of the best in the world you know i would say that there have been there have been people that, that were trying to say this but also because you know what i what i went through with yana and with everything she always told me uh, you're gonna make it you're gonna make it later because she told me that you are a late bloomer, <laughs> but but yeah no. But she told me you're gonna you know you're gonna have you're gonna be no. She really told me that this is what she told me. Yeah. She told me you're gonna success first in a doubles, 
and then you're going to make it in singles. And it's going to be the same as I did. Hmm. That's what she told me. So I was like, you know, sooner or later, I'm just going to I'm just going to do it. I'm just going to make it. And also, I mean, at the beginning or or so many times I was, you know, being so close to the top 100 and then didn't make it. And they just went back with the ranking and, you know, I didn't defend the points and everything. So I actually during this COVID break, I realized that if I'm not going to make it, it's okay. Hmm. It's okay because, you know, I did so many other things. I was playing really well in doubles and I mean... I did something and I won a Grand Slam, which is just, you know, it's something you're you are dreaming of. Only, I mean, it's only in doubles, but still, you you know, not, not that many players can do this. I tried not to think about, you know, trying to make the top 100. I was just like going and, okay, try to play, you know, try to enjoy the, the tennis and, you know, try to, you know, believe in what Jana told me because... Yeah, I was really thinking thinking about it last couple of days because today would be her her birthday. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so I was really emotional before the match and last couple of yeah, like after I won against Trizo, I was really emotional those two days. So it was quite tough, quite difficult, but I'm happy that I got it. So Jan, Jan's words really just kept you going in terms of that that faith. You know, her telling you about the yes. late, late bloomer. You you it was it was easy for, easy for you to believe that. Yeah. Pretty much yes, because that's because you know who should I believe if I wouldn't believe her? Yeah, she was the top, top, top player, the best. I mean, very, very best in singles, in doubles, everywhere. So she's the one that should understand it. Yeah. And if she told me like three, four years ago that I'm gonna make it, why, 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 why would she would she tell me that if she if she wouldn't believe it? Yeah. So then you have to go and you're like, okay. She she believed in you, you know. It's such a you know tragedy what happened, but you know you have to go with that and and yeah, and you just have to you know believe that that she knew what what she was doing and what she was telling me and and yeah, and I hope that now it's gonna it's gonna come there and you know even this is such a success, but I hope that. You know, I'm gonna have more to come. That you know, I will. This is something that extra is mo- uh, motivating me to yeah. to work harder and you know to to, st- to to improve and you know get my level higher. So yeah, yeah I hope I'm gonna I'm gonna do do even even better. This inner peace you were talking about that you started feeling in terms of your results, this acceptance. You were saying if you know if I don't get top hundred, it's okay. What was that a it sounds like it's, you're describing that like it's a, like a big change in your mindset, like it sort of relieved some some stress that was holding you back, maybe. Yes, I think so. I think so. I tried to, yeah, I tried to do that because, yeah, I've been there almost two, two, twice or three times before, and I never made it. And I'm like, okay, if I'm not gonna make it, it's just okay. Maybe that's that's the destiny. Okay, maybe yeah. it's gonna be like that. But what can I do? What can I do? I just have to think more about enjoying tennis being out there enjoying it playing you know going for every single ball and really enjoy and you know before i never really understood what it is why you know everybody's saying you have to go and enjoy and and i was just more like stressing out okay mm. oh my god <laughs> and now it's like okay now i understand it's you have to enjoy and you yeah. have to just have fun yeah. and you know do what you love also during the covid break that's what i what i found out yeah. as well well, now you're having fun, and now you're into the top hundred. You're even into the top ninety, guaranteed already after this. So that's pretty good. How does that? How does that feel after working so hard and, like you said, getting close several times to 
now have crossed that line, which may have felt like a big, big barrier for big you. Big relief. Yeah. Big relief. It's like, now I can start with the tennis because I made <laughs> all my goals. Or almost all my goals. Well, there are some other goals, yeah, yeah. but this was a big goal to make it because, yeah, like being top, being top 100 hours felt like it means something that you really, like, achieve something in yeah. tennis. So... Yeah, it was a really big goal, and I, you know, so many Czech players, and they, you know, they just did it right away, and I was just like waiting, 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 waiting all the time, and I also because they really motivate me. Yeah. So I also wanted to break it and do it, and I wasn't able to, and it's nice that finally I made it, and it's a big relief to yeah. me. And you're not done; you're still in the tournament, and you get next to play Nadia Podoroska, who is obviously playing really well. She's won a lot of matches this year, but she's also a player who's outside top 100. And so maybe, I don't know if this feels at all different from you, is for the next match that you're, you know, in a chance, it's not like you're playing uh, Halep, although you did great against Halep in, you know, this year also. So maybe that wouldn't be such a bad thing either, but you're playing someone, I don't know, what are your goals for just this moment and how you're feeling on court and if you can keep this going in this tournament? You know, I wasn't really thinking about the match, the next match, because, you know, like right now, I'm, I'm really enjoying to be in the fourth round. Sure. And also tomorrow I have a doubles. Mm -hmm. So I have to really focus on, on the first one. And then tomorrow after the doubles, I'm going to, okay. I'm going to think about the match, the next match. But obviously I know her. I've been, we've been playing the same tournament. We've been playing so many ITFs and I know, I think this condition, she's going to lay them because the balls are heavy and she's, yeah, she's a really, really good player, so she likes these conditions. So, yeah. and she's good on clay. I mean, every South American player is good on clay. So, <laughs> you know, it's gonna be another tough match. She, she won so many matches here. She, she must be feeling really good. And I'm just, you know, I'm just when, when the time, time comes, I'm just gonna go out there and just, you know, try to enjoy and um, not really think what if, you know. I'm, just no matter what's going to happen, I'm just going to enjoy it. Last thing for me, you mentioned obviously being special with it being Yana's birthday to have this this big mm -hmm. win on. And I have to think it's even more sort of, I don't know how to process it. Yana's birthday is in October. There's not usually a Grand Slam in October. And so I don't know if that makes it feel almost sort of more special or or magical or something that this big Grand Slam win came for you. All these things have to change in the universe in order for you to have this on this moment i don't know have you thought about that too that this is it's 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 not like it's a normal grand slam time you know i kind of believe that she's looking after me from mm -hmm. up there and she's watching me all the time what i'm doing so i think this is something that she is doing mm -hmm. actually it's it's like you know that she's you know like trying to just because she she always she always knew how much i want this so now in a different way, she's trying to help me to to get it. So, yeah. So I think it's it's really yeah, it's really because of her that I'm here and that I'm playing and doing well and singles, doubles, mixed, everything, and you know, just trying to enjoy it and and that's what what I learned from her. So I'm just really you know I'm just really happy that. That she told me that to to go and play, not to go to college, <laughs> and that's and that I'm here and that I'm just having such a such a nice result, and I believe that she will be really proud of me today. Well, she was helping you get it, and you got it. So congratulations, Barbara. Thank you. Thanks. Thank Thanks. you.
So thank you, Barbara, and thank you, Courtney, for your lead-in part there. And I'm excited to say that Courtney will be on the show tomorrow, our Day 7 show for NCR, something of a first-week wrap show we're going to do. So any questions you have for that show or any comments, tweet them at us at NCR underscore tennis or email them to us, nochallengesmaining at gmail.com. Your first-week queries, your second-week queries, I guess, too, that we can look ahead to. Courtney and I will try to field as many of those as we can. And thank you for listening to No Challenges Manning and for your support of our daily shows and our weekly shows, not during slams. Uh, your support on our Patreon, especially. We have no new backers to thank today, I don't believe, but lots of packers to thank, as always, who have supported us at patreon.com slash no challenges remaining, including our slam champ backers. We thank every episode. Liz Kennel, Jonathan Weinbaum, Mary Carrillo, Leah Williams, Chuang Nguyen, Betty, Audrey Wellens, Sean Mulroy, Susanna W., Jean Simeon, and Antonio Maycumber, as well as our GOAT backers, Mike, Christopher Bishop, J.O.D., Charles Cena, and Nicole Copeland. Thank you to all of them. Thank you to all of you. Thank you to Barbara. Thank you, Tennis. Bye, folks. us while we pray for you every day we pray for you till the day we meet again in my heart is where i keep a friend memories give me the strength i need to cross